0: This is Critical Nonsense, our high-lowbrow show about culture, science, and tech. This week, I ask Joey about the genuine maybe.
1: I threw my wish in a well. This is what a Joey sounds like. <laughs> and this is what an executive producer and Carly Rae Jepsen, Jess Vander, sounds like.
0: Hi, this is Jess. Don't ask me, I'll never tell.
1: <laughs> um,
0: also, again, one out of 50 musical references that I actually <laughs> recognize. That's my general cadence, is usually Joey starts with the song and I um, I don't know what it is, but sometimes I do. So here we are.
1: I don't even know how that thing happened, but at some point... It- It's probably just that I have songs stuck in my head often, and then I would just be like singing whatever song it was. Now I feel obligated to find a song at the beginning for some reason that is like germane if I can. In which case, this week, it is germane. Uh, Call me maybe the slap, the banger.
0: The slap.
1: I don't is rel- think that's
0: what the slap is <laughs> in the zeitgeist.
1: <laughs> are you saying that call me maybe doesn't slap because you would be wrong? Um,
0: well, wow, just you suggest such a thing.
1: You have a question about maybe's, right?
0: That is so true. Here we are. This last couple of weeks, um, what with some internal trainings at the company and some things just in life. I have been thinking a lot about the idea of maybe. And uh, I think it is, in my mind, not just about the the character trait of being open-minded, but it is specifically the behavior of being open-minded and practicing that when you are someone like me who wants to be that more but has a really hard time with this concept that i have created for myself which is called the genuine maybe um not a sarcastic maybe like mm, maybe but no is like ser- is like actually what you're thinking is like maybe but but probably not is like the unspoken piece <laughs> versus the genuine maybe which is like huh yeah maybe right <laughs> A different tone makes such a big difference and i feel that you know maybe because of how i grew up and or whatever other factors might have gone into it that for me either i i generally tend to exist in two states of behavior one of i don't know at all or i'm pretty certain it's this and this and this limbo of the genuine maybe is so foreign because the you know it's 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 sort of a state of it's just comfort with uncertainty of like I have not a lot of confidence but for some reason I'm going to assert something aloud and that that state is what i would say is something that i really associate with you and um not all the time sometimes you are a maybe but probably not and that also makes sense because of you know some of the cases of our work and your experience and whatever but i i think this is a perfect question to ask you Joey of how do you summon the genuine maybe
1: I think the answer to this question for me individually is that I'm always, like, working from the assumption that I might be wrong, Um, and I try to express what I think, but leave room for for that wrongness in the interactions that I'm having. You had sent me a chat yesterday in, in a conversation with this idea. And at the time I had no idea what you meant. And I think I have a better I was like, I was like, what? What do you mean? And it was it was an example of someone asking if something is possible in like a particular uh software program. And they were saying, "Oh, can you do this thing?" And I said, "I can't, but maybe someone else knows the way." And in that moment, like I'm not definitively certain that I've like gone through all of the settings and know that it can't be done. And it turned out, like someone else did know the capital T capital W way. Yep. Um, and so I think, you know, the like being a person in the world. Never mind like being a professional or being a leader, you have to make decisions based on like the data that you have available to you at any given moment. But I'm never going from the assumption that like I have certainty about almost anything. You know, I was talking to someone yesterday and I was like, we were talking about conducting like research, like qual and quant. and and building studies and I was like you know the reality is is like you can look with skepticism at like any bit of research but your option is never talk to someone or talk to someone and improve the amount of data that you have to make strategic decisions for a company like that seems better but the idea of like being hundred percent certain like you can be certain of gravity And beyond that, like, there's not a whole lot that you have 100% certainty of.
0: No, for sure. And that's, I maybe it's also just, like, different things being calibrated. There's, like, there are multiple tracks at play here. One of them is the confidence interval, which I think we can agree. There's, like, comparing the what we know to the vastness of what we don't know, there is always some amount of confidence interval of, like, yeah, you might be wrong. But I think that is separate from how we should, whether we should, and then how strongly we should assert anything based on what we do know. So there's like a distinction there where it's like, yes, you could be corrected later on, but that doesn't mean even at a 80% confidence interval that I can't say, but it's probably this,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: right, right?
1: Yeah. Like the It's interesting to there's there's the confidence interval of like how certain you are of a particular thing, but then there's also this sort of like individual uh, personal threshold of how confident you need to feel to act. And so it's interesting to think about like, you know. If you're, if you're, if you have to make a decision, like sometimes do you have to like delude yourself in order to come to a decision you feel comfortable with of like, I'm pretty sure I've done this enough times or or whatever, like you, that the realistic, like confidence that you have, that you know, all the answers versus the confidence that you need to feel in order to act, right? Like a statistical confidence interval is like different than your confidence in action Mm -hmm. threshold. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure how those like two things uh, intersect. Like I feel in any given moment, if you told me I had to make a decision, like if it's forced, if I don't have the option to like go search for more things, I feel confident making a decision based on like, whatever I'm working with, but like given the option, I'm always going to be like looking for more data. And I think that's where that like openness comes from is like, if you're super curious, then you're, you're saying like, what if I'm wrong or, Oh, I have another question. I didn't consider that thing. Like you're, you can become more certain. You can sort of approach more true capital T true if you are sort of maintaining an openness, but as soon as you get to that like closed state of like, I know exactly how this thing works or this system functions or whatever, then all of a sudden you don't search for more data and, and like your actual, your confidence never changes. Right.
0: Right. And, and at the same time, I, I think, you know, Colloquially or in conversation, it might be that like curiosity is a virtue. Like it's always better to be curious, but I think you've already called out one instance of decisiveness where like curiosity can can get in the way of being like, all right, but like based on what we've got, like can we just make a call? Like can we just make a move about it? Or like even it could be wrong, but like let's just go with this. Uh, There's also I think the uh the the space of like y- if you are unsettled about something but consensus has come to some conclusion that it can un it can upset whatever the team has de- decided or something like that where you're like mm, I'm going to double check that it's like okay so do you not trust <laughs> the the conclusion that we've made because you're like I still have this like itching feeling or this like sinking sensation that like maybe there's something else and and at the same time, you know, I like it's it's interesting because then those I, I, the reason that curiosity is such a virtue is because the, the sort of aha like discoveries or like challenging the status quo like comes from from that one person with the sinking feeling. And it just I don't know. It's maybe this is the part that's tricky is because that that genuine maybe feels so. Uh, it feels like it is an objectively better way to be. And yet I, as someone who does not feel as comfortable in that zone, I'm like, come on, what about the people like me who are more of the probably not people? Like, is <laughs> do we have anything or are we just worse?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is it like that question of like, how do you contend with a genuine maybe, right? Because like the idea of like getting to like, huh, that might be possible. And then just like doing what you are already doing uh, is like a different way to approach it versus, um, you know, I think sometimes I have a weird relationship with competitiveness. Um, Like, I don't think I'm like super, uh, like individually competitive in like games or things like that or i'm like seeking out competition um but when someone says like a thing is not possible it it, like triggers something like maybe (laughs) it it, maybe it's like being told what to do where like you're saying like you can't do this it's impossible right i'm like right why are you saying that like what if it actually is po- You know, and like there are like yeah. dumb instances of it where I'm like, oh, someone's like, you can't do that in
0: you like exce- wow. Excel, right? <laughs> oh. And I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> you can't. Like I can't. Right. <laughs> you know, Just like,
0: watch. Just watch. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. Right? And the, it's it's like that. It's that idea of like, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like the, figuring out something that someone said like can't be done is thrilling in a way that like I don't feel like whatever playing basketball or football or or like sports that I play wrestling whatever of like I always wanted to win but I was never like my like individual happiness didn't hang a ton on those outcomes um Mm -hmm. whereas like I can get (laughs) such a thrill where even if it's not someone who's speaking to me but someone's like this isn't possible to do and i'm like i'll figure it out like <laughs> you know like <laughs> and when i do even if no one else knows about it just me like i can right, still yeah. have that like thrill of like that i solved this thing yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah i i know i know that in you <laughs> and in other people it is very familiar it is not something that i like the I'll prove like I'll prove it wrong is one thing, but it's not it's not even just that. It's just like someone's creating a constraint and it's like mm, don't like no. <laughs> what, what if we go beyond that constraint? Like let us go outside of that you know, metaphorical box <laughs> that you've now it, put me in. Like I refuse.
1: Is the genuine maybe difficult for you because of like your orientation to like rules and order is because you're confronting it, you're confronting a situation with box. no rules yeah
0: yeah it's 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 almost the it's the newtonian equal and opposite <laughs> need for a box or the <laughs> rejection of box and that's what that, I think that's why I'm like I'm I'm stuck on this idea of you know maybe it's not even Maybe it's not that the the genuine maybe is in opposition to the maybe, but probably not. It's almost like there's a more extreme version that it feels too out of reach of like, always maybe that that it, that it's like that you can't that they're like, it can't be any amount of conclusion or just like, this is just we're doing this. Just put the rule, put this just the way and it's just going to be that way.
1: How do you, in that same way, like how do you deal with, um, we talked at one point of the idea of like view quakes, where you think Mm -hmm. the rules are a certain way. And, you know, like the older we get, the more experience we have, we encounter those situations less frequently, I think. Although there Mm -hmm. are certainly types of people who are like seeking that out as like a a form of like intellectual thrill seeking almost. But um Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, when you think the rules are a certain way and when, like, the game in sort of, like, a game theory way is disrupted, like, how do you contend with, oh, the rules just change? I just realized that I'm actually, like, operating with a different set of rules than I thought I did.
0: It almost, I well, are you saying that that is more of the, like, If you find out you're wrong moment, because that, that feels different to me than the moment of consideration, right? Like it's, it's,
1: yeah, yeah. I guess it's like in that, that moment of genuine, maybe like you, you're in this sort of like wave function. You're like, it could be right. It could be wrong. I don't know. But I have to sort of like operate, I have to choose a a course of action on the genuine maybe of like, am I going to pursue it? Or am I going to operate with the set of rules that like I'm already operating with? And so in that way, it seems like sort of a pushback against like chances or situations where the the rules of the game change. And so like I was curious when, and maybe it does fit in that like, I find out I'm wrong type of moment, but it feels maybe a little bit different because like every time you find out you're wrong doesn't necessarily mean like the rules change. Maybe well, like, ex- right, exactly.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, this just happened to be the 5% chance that I was wrong. It's like, oh, okay, but that's not as likely. Like, right. In fact, if and if anything, it's just like, uh, you know, that was just an off, <laughs> that, that was just an off moment. Like there's no critical mass of, Wrongnesses that then tip the scales of like, wow, my whole algorithm is off. Like, <laughs> something is really wrong here. But maybe, maybe part of the reason I'm bringing this to the to the table today is because I feel like I'm on the precipice of a potential algorithm shift, like a view quake. Of is it is is my calibration off or, <laughs> or or actually is that fine? I also think there's like you can't have this conversation without. And maybe this is just the pattern of discussions we've been having recently, but also sort of like the gender norms of being assertive about Mm -hmm. what you think and like how, how, like what is encouraged and what is not encouraged. Like, I think I am someone who has been fortunate enough or, you know, maybe to a fault of like being encouraged to have an opinion and like (laughs) assert what I think. Uh, and many people don't have that natural instinct, but it's interest. You know, it it, it is also when you are someone with that proclivity, um, you have to gauge it <laughs> because it affects other people or maybe might be off or like mm-hmm. delusional. <laughs> I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think some of the openness, too, is like, do you internalize when you've been wrong? Enough to then like shift your behavior, right? I think, you know, having this, the sort of luck of being a somewhat intelligent person to where. You, you're you like young and you're doing school and it's like relatively easy and you're like, you, you sort of build a false sense of confidence. You're like, oh, I'll always be right or I'll always do well. And you sort of encounter yeah. situations where you think you have an answer and like someone, you know, catches you or like tells you a thing and you're like, actually, that's not how that works at all. You know, like in those right. moments, if you if you value like, the truth or if you value like rightness in some sort of like platonic sense
0: platonic ideal right yeah,
1: then then the confrontation becomes like what are you what are the things you value as it relates to the maybe like i'm much more interested in like knowing than being right if that makes sense like i want other people to know too like i'm still like a social creature and want to share and be like did you know this thing or like we thought it was this and it's actually that like Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. but like those moments where i find out i'm wrong are like actually exciting provided that they're not like accompanied by like some sort of extreme uh uh social social like (laughs) embarrassment or chiding yeah. Or, yeah. or whatever yeah. it is you know
0: yeah well right and I think that's why like this is particularly challenging for me in areas where I feel like where I have internalized that the rightness is an identity attachment like <laughs> to be wrong at this like I would actually <laughs> sometimes like if I find out that that's not right then like that is a that is like a demerit on my caliber as a strategist as a cook like these like things that i'm like i am someone who like knows things it's like an expertise almost it's Mm -hmm. like if i don't know this that challenges my sense of my own expertise as a person who like yeah in terms of what you value is like the thing i value is that like a sense of self as expert and that is I, I mean, in what you're saying is like, the the danger of that is then h- clinging so tightly when you're confronted with something that's just like, that's just like not what we're, that's just like not what we're seeing here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, or like, maybe someone else has a better idea. But can I guess like, I know intellectually all of that. Like, I, I know the dangers of this direction. I just feel still like... Come on, there's gotta be a give and take in the like <laughs> there has to be some way where this is not only a flaw of human yeah. kind, you know?
1: No, I, I don't think it like any of these things can't be sort of like inherently viewed as flaws, right? There are like contexts where certain character traits uh will benefit and contexts when certain character traits won't. And that's why like increasing your ability to be flexible will ultimately benefit you in more contexts. And so like, but, but to say like being a decisive person or being someone who is confident in your assessment, obviously is like highly valuable in many contexts. There may be like some contexts where if you are, uh, you know, forced to have to be acting on your own assessment and judgment in rapid succession when, like where that won't be valuable or like having a more sort of circumspect position or a more open position would like benefit you. But you know, I, I think as much as we might say from sort of like a moral perspective, openness is um like a a positive attribute, I think that like, moral openness is, I think, distinct from confidence in your interpretation or your understanding of a context that you're in. And so I, I would, like, I think it's important to, like, distinguish those things, right?
0: hmm Yeah, for sure. I'm interested to think about some of those contexts, like, Where has been, has being open for you been the most valuable? Mm -hmm. And versus like, in what contexts is, you know, is the genuine maybe like not the right time?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think there are, are few, few things that I feel like are like, 100% always true. Like, I, I do think I'm a person who operates in, in like, very context-dependent approach to sort of reality and interacting with people. and And so I think distinguishing, like, rightness being a preference sometimes versus rightness being, like, the capital T true type of thing is important. And so, you know, when we're working with clients and you're dealing with like senior leaders and you're in agreement about a key idea but you're in disagreement about like how to act upon that thing like i can say in my head like i don't think that that is right like that's not the decision that i would make in this context but also being open to the idea like right we talked about it today like equifinality like there are different ways that we could achieve the same end and maybe this is one of those ways that will fit better with whoever the people that are going to have to live with this on a day-to-day basis like i can't you know in, in the same way you know some some of the work that we're doing on occasion is like you know broadly strategically we're agreed on like what the ideas are but then you're getting down to like fine-tuning language and in sharing certain strategies with a company or with a team right and so uh at that point i'm like i don't like that word i don't think it's right but if you like it and it's doing the thing for you like okay (laughs) you know like you just kind of uh that that same idea of like complexity Like you're never going to have all of the data, right? It's like the reason why we can't predict weather models is because we can't account for every atom. And so like, because we don't know what every atom is doing, the model will be like, immediately pretty good. But as soon as you start moving out, you're just not accounting for enough data. And so you can't make appropriate predictions. And it feels like to me, most things that we do in our day to day lives are like decisions that you're trying to like assess an action in a complex system as opposed to, as opposed to being like platonic, ideal, like right or wrong things, you know?
0: Yeah, right. And then, you know, depending on what your priorities are, it's like, all right, well, then we're just going to completely let go of most of this, <laughs> etc. Uh, I think what we're coming to, despite my pushes, is that the genuine maybe is, the pl- is like, is the thing. We all just need to practice it more. Maybe that is also what is happening when I'm asking someone who is a natural, genuine maybe <laughs> Like, of course you're going to say that it's good. Yeah, so, I mean, am I a natural? Hmm. Like, I don't...
1: I'm, you know the other part of it is like I just don't want to close the door that I could be wrong right like I kind of want someone to prove me wrong sometimes like again gently and nicely and like not making me feel like a dummy in the process somehow but I don't I'm like I don't know I don't know how to do it do you know can you figure it out like if you do tell me like I want to know how to do that Um, and so like I also do have a like a feeling where I don't want to impact someone else's worldview with something that could be wrong inside my worldview.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a generous, fluid way of looking at things. That sounds great. Well, <laughs> that's great. That's cool. Can you can you do a wrap up corner of
1: how you're gonna embrace the genuine, maybe?
0: I don't even know other than just this like slow onset view quake of like, I see the intellectual value of this, the practice of summoning the genuine maybe is very difficult. And that is not <laughs> your, your comfort. And when you want to be in the box, just like staying in the box, that's where the things go. You put it next to other boxes and you organize all your stuff. And that is just, very very good <laughs> it's just really difficult and has served me and other people like me very well in circumstances of decision making uh of creating you know following with social consensus of like all right this is what we're doing that feels great um but that it also uh just it is something still worth pursuing because it is a virtue so annoying is that where i went with this genuine maybe is killing me
1: (laughs) i love the indignant like uh version of like changing your perspective on something like it's it's, like such a like good good on you for like going through this but it's also funny to be like indignantly changing the way that you think about something <laughs> it's like a-
0: fine i get it it's better fine In some way to, to my be room. able to maybe use that uh, uh, well we yeah. did it uh, okay well i'll keep you posted we'll see how it goes maybe maybe
1: Critical Nonsense is a Sylvain production.
0: Brought to you by the Genuine Maybes. Coming to a concert venue near (laughs) you with some incredible performance because it sounds like a band name. Moving on.
1: As always, we'd like to thank executive producer and definitely maybe Jess Vander. Oh, thanks.
0: We'd also like to thank sound engineer and call me maybe... Alex Conte.
1: <laughs> we'd like to thank our programming coordinator and always sometimes Les Jacobs
0: and thanks to our production crew and rightly or wrongly Sarah Gilbert and Nora Mestridge
1: can neither confirm nor deny uh, <laughs> that we would like to say as always thank you sorry Ellen thanks sorry um, special thanks to noodles, a, a person, an artiste that created unique emojis for uh, parents. I saw them this week. They were funny. Uh, the fa- things like uh, the face that you make when you are waking up when you have a five-year-old uh, multiple times a night you know I loved it you're the best
0: (laughs) you're gonna have to add that in the show notes um I'd also like to thank priorities for always getting them in order
1: (laughs) always getting them in order um well thank you Jess
0: well thanks Joey
1: um. this face is I love you but I also hate you that's a face you make to children bedtime to be took three time. hours <laughs> no. uh, alright goodbye
0: okay bye
1: maybe